So like I said, tonight we are wrapping up our series called Mind Games. We started off talking about shame. We started talking about these hidden blocks, if you remember me showing those two Lego people that I built, and talking about the bricks that are hidden in those people that you would never see. And talking about the fact that God loves us despite those blocks, that he knows of those hidden blocks, and he loves us despite those hidden blocks. And the fact is that shame keeps us from sharing the things that are going on in our lives. And we shouldn't be surprised by the fact that people go through different things, that people um, have issues that they deal with. And so the first week we talked about how, how we even have a conversation about that. If we even feel like we have a place where we're comfortable to share those things. Week two, we talked about anxiety. We talked about the idea of thinking about the things that we're anxious uh, about in context. In the context of what's happening and that versus the truth of what God says in those situations. So context and truth. Then last week we had Martin come and share his testimony about how he's dealt with anxiety and depression in very real ways and how God has, has walked him through that. He shared a little bit about how we react to uh, each other when it comes to these things, about how we should deal with seeing people take medication uh, for these different things. And uh, it was just a great to hear somebody who's actually uh, went through real-life experiences share how God has brought him through those things. So tonight, we are in our last week of this series. About a year ago, we, uh, as a staff, we went on this uh, retreat kind of thing to Edmonton, to a conference. Uh, all the staff and our spouses went, and it was in Edmonton, and we were at the conference. We had finished up a session. We decided to go back to the hotel, so I'm walking down the street uh, in this new city that I've never been in, looking at the buildings and talking, and we're laughing and joking, and then all of a sudden, I hear my name called. And it's not just like someone said, Sam, I'm sure maybe some of you um, have been in public and you've heard someone talking to their friend and they have the same name as you. This wasn't that. This wasn't just me hearing Sam. This was me hearing someone yell, Sam Bell, Sam Bell. I'm like, oh, that's my name. This is weird. I assumed being in this strange city that I was with everybody that knew me. So I'm, I kind of lost my bearings for a moment. I'm looking around trying to notice where this yelling is coming from. And this person yelled it like two or three times, trying to get my attention. And finally, as I stopped and I looked around, in the middle of the street was stopped a full-sized public transit bus. The door was open and the bus driver is yelling my name at me. Sam Bell! Sam Bell! And after I figured out and stopped and looked, it, I realized it was my friend Rick from Bible College. I don't know why he's driving a bus now. I mean, he's got a big, large family. He's got to pay the bills. Um, but it was Rick in the middle of Edmonton stopping a full-size bus to call out my name. Now, I thought about this today as we were talking about um, our last week here, and I thought Rick could have done any number of things. He could have texted me later to say, hey, I saw you walking down the street, such and such a street uh, in Edmonton today. He could have messaged me on Facebook. He could have sent me an email. He could have even called me and we could have laughed about the fact that we just missed seeing each other. But that's not what he did. He stopped an entire bus full of people on a busy street in Edmonton to call me by name. 
Think about that. He stopped an entire bus full of people on a busy street in Edmonton to call me by name. Tonight, as we wrap up this series, we're going to talk about fear. And fear and anxiety and depression and shame kind of all go together. This definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Fears come in all shapes and sizes. Here's a list. Maybe you can identify with one or more of these. Public speaking. Anybody? Flying. Heights. The dark. Death. Failure. Spiders. Am I speaking to anybody tonight? Dentists. Needles. Maybe you're afraid of change. Maybe physical harm. Maybe you're a germaphobe, and so just getting dirty or anything to do with germs. Um freaks you out. Maybe you're just afraid of confrontation. Fear comes in all shapes and sizes. It affects everybody in this room. Everybody has to deal with fear at one level or another. But tonight, I want you to think about fear this way. Fear is about perspective. It's about our view or belief about a situation or circumstances. That's really what fear is about. It's about our perspective. And as we go through these verses tonight, I'm hoping that you catch just one simple truth that you can think about next time you feel like fear is, is coming upon you. So, our verse tonight is Isaiah 43, 1-2, and it says this, But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, Who formed you, O Israel? Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. If fear is about perspective then the first point is this, that we need, to, we need to check our perspective of God. And there's two ways that we can do this. We can think about the fact that God created us. The verse says, But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, He who formed you. I think I talk about this a lot, even as I was writing it today. I thought, man, I talk about this a lot. But I feel like if you can catch this, if you really believe it, if you really internalize this, then it can change the way you not only view your life, but the way you view fear. That God created each and every one of us. He created us uniquely and weirdly. He created us with a purpose. And He created us for relationship. I feel like even me as a youth pastor sometimes, I need to be reminded about these things. I need to be reminded about the fact that God created us for relationship. The second thing is that God's proven his power. Isaiah chooses his words very wisely in this verse. He talks about water and rivers and fire. I feel like he could have given any examples in this verse, but he chooses these these things very specifically. He talks about rivers and waters because to the Israelite people in their history, the stories that they've passed on from generation to generation, they would have remembered they would have remembered God protecting the Israelites as they crossed the Red Sea. As he parted the waters, as the Egyptians were chasing them, 
as they, they walked across the Red Sea on dry land. And then he did the same thing when they came to the Jordan River. He parted the waters. And then there's this idea of fire. And fire is very specific. The story that comes to mind is of three, three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in a fiery furnace. The king was so furious at these three young men that he decided to throw them in a furnace and turn it on. And God came and met them and protected them and showed up in that situation. Listen to this. Our perspective of God, what we believe about God, affects how we approach God and what we believe He is capable of doing. It affects how we approach God and what we believe He is capable of doing. If we have seen what He can do in other people's lives, then there is hope that He can do the same in ours. If we if we believe he created us because he loves us, then we should be even more compelled to allow him into situations and circumstances, expectant that he will work and he will move. So our perspective of God is very important when it comes to fear. The second thing is this, the power of a name. There's a part of this verse that stood out to me as I was reading it uh, this week. And it's the fact that God knows your name. He says this, I have called you by your name. You are mine. God knows each and every one of us. And more importantly, he not only just knows each and every one of us, he knows us by name. It's more than just knowing we exist. It's more about our knowing where we are in the world There's something incredibly personal and important about God knowing our name. For me, it shows three things. The first thing is this, that it shows intimate knowledge. That he has intimate knowledge of each and every one of us. That he knows us. And like we talked about in week one, that he knows the hidden blocks, the things that we hide from everyone else because we either have shame or we have fear in sharing those things. God knows those things and he loves us in spite of all those things. The second is this. It shows that he wants this loving friendship or relationship. God calls our name out of a desire to have that relationship with you. But our perspective of God will determine how we hear him call our name. If you view God as an angry puppet master pulling strings in people's lives, looking for all the things that you do wrong, then the thought of hearing God call your name will probably scare you, bring some fear in your life. If you view God as someone who cares, who loves you, who wants what is best for you, then the thought of hearing God call your name can actually bring you comfort. The third thing is God using our name means that he's calling us to something. He's calling us not only to a relationship with him, he's showing us that we're not just another number, that we're actually called for a purpose. God could have just texted us or messaged us or called us or left us a note to tell us that he cared. But God stops an entire bus full of people on a busy street in Maple Ridge to call you by name. God stops everything to show you that you are so important to him that he will call you by name. The second is this, is the power of Jesus' name. 
There's something, that, there's something that comes with God knowing our name, and then there's power in his own name. There's power in Jesus' name. Listen to these verses. Luke 1, 78 and 79. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. We are reminded that even in our deepest moments of sorrow, God's mercy is strong enough to permeate the darkness and to guide us into peace. When you feel confronted by fear or darkness inside you, remember that God's light is bright and strong enough to illuminate every corner of the night. And Psalm 97.4 says, His lightning lights up the world and the earth sees and trembles. All of the fear and darkness that we might feel inside of us surrenders to Him. Nothing is hidden from the sight of God and so nothing is hidden from the power of God. There is no power on earth that does not tremble at the name of Jesus or that is beyond the reach of of God. Sometimes we feel like those hidden blocks in our life are too bad. There's, there's too much going on. There's too many things that we've done. There's too much shame that God can't forgive us. And a verse like this shows us that there is no power on earth that does not tremble at his name. And there is nothing that is beyond his reach. So we can call on the name of Jesus and believe that he will guide us to peace no matter what we are going through. Fears are something that all of us go through. But to, but to me, as I was thinking about it today, fear is about perspective. And what you can bring to mind, what you can turn your attention to in those moments where fear tries to play games with your mind can change your perspective. God knows your name. God, God's name has power. And even if you can take that tonight, the next time that you feel fear, and remember that God knows your name, and that speaking even just God's name or Jesus' name in that moment can have a profound effect on your perspective of that fear. Today, I got a phone call from a number that I didn't know, and you guys know from me sharing that I don't like that, that I usually have anxiety about that. So my first reaction was to Google the number that called me because I missed the call. That usually puts my mind at ease if it's like, uh, this phone number will tell you you want a boat. Okay, well, I don't need to call that back. Today I found out that it was my bank. And when it comes to being an adult and your bank calls you, it's usually not good news. They're not going to try to sell you a boat or tell you you want a trip. It's something not good. So apparently there was a hack on my bank yesterday or this weekend and somehow my information got taken. And so I, everything was fine. But I realized it came right in the middle of reading this, or writing this talk today. And I realized that my reaction this time when the number called was different than the last times I had told you guys about it. That I looked at the number, I thought about these things that I was writing down, and I just called and I, I, I said, whatever is going to happen, God, you know my name, and you have power to fix whatever is going on. And I looked at that situation differently, 
And in my case today, it turned out fine. There was nothing, no money taken, nothing was wrong with my account. But even if there was, I want to believe that, that because God knows me and knows my situation and knows my name, and that because he has shown to be faithful over and over again, that he would be faithful in my situation no matter what the outcome. And so we can pray and ask God to move on our behalf, to crush our fears, to calm our worries, to give us peace to weather the storms that we find ourselves in, to trust that he can conquer your fears. And I know that some of you, like we've talked about the last few weeks, I talk about the fear of seeing a phone number and you are not laughing inside, you're, you're screaming inside and you're saying, you're saying, Sam, but you don't know. You don't realize the fear that I live with. You don't realize the anxiety I live with. You don't realize the depression that I live with. And I'm saying, just just remember God's name. Whether you see the entirety of it right away, whether you, whether you notice a difference right away, remember God's name because God's name is so much bigger than all of those things that you haven't even told me, that you haven't even told your small group leader, you haven't even told your friends, you haven't even told your parents. God's name is so much bigger than those. And you can trust him that he can conquer your fears. Maybe not right away. Maybe not in the way that you think he's going to. But you can trust that God will take care of those fears. Jesus came to earth not so that we would live in fear, not so that we would have to live with these mind games, but that we would find peace. And so to close today, we are going to listen to a song. You don't have to move today. This is just a song that resonated with me as I was writing this talk today. It's called Tremble by a band uh, called Mosaic. And just, you'll see the words up there, you can, you can listen to those words. But this song talks about that very thing, that Jesus' name has power, has power to move in these situations. So, let's watch this.